0: The Fantasy Hockey Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. And welcome into the Fantasy Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me as always is my brother, Nick Zach How are we doing, sir?
1: Doing good, doing good. Uh, took a W last week in uh, fantasy hockey, just like yourself, which is nice. Got good off start. to a hot start. Um, yeah, a lot of NHL action to cover, but uh, the last couple days, uh, betting wise, haven't been the best for me in these last few games. Uh, that Toronto game that mm-hmm. uh, ruined one of my parlays last night. I had a uh, parlay it was Toronto money line. Um, I'll pull it up mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, Toronto money line, Rangers money line, and Penguins money line. Canadians got the best of the Penguins, and yeah, that yep. uh, Toronto game was something because they had the goal at the end, they got called back, and mm-hmm. t- Toronto's looking like they were making a comeback. And then on Sunday, I lost some money on the Packers and the Buccaneers, which was very surprising. But uh,
0: good to see you coming along, brother. That's that's good. <laughs> that's good. I uh, lost uh, plenty of money this weekend on the Packers, uh, the Buccaneers, (laughs) the Penguins. Yesterday, as you uh, as you had mentioned, I had them in a three teamer. Um, I had hit the Rangers. I missed on the. Who did the Ducks play yesterday? Uh, The Rangers. Okay, so the Rangers. What was the other one I hit? I don't know. I hit two. I hit two out of three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had Boston plus one and a half and I just didn't, I didn't lay too much on it, but been enjoying the, uh, the hockey action thus far. I did hit a five gamer on Friday, so can't really complain. I was, you know, I was losing money yeah. that I'd already made. So it's, it's no big deal. But on today's show for the fantasy hockey podcast, we're talking early waiver wire ads. We're looking at guys that are uh hot off the press come waiver time here. You might be in some leagues that are daily. You might be in some leagues, uh, that are, you know, overnight waivers, you know, day by day, right. Uh, so we're just going to go down the list of some hot players, guys that are, you know, readily available on waiver wires. <clears throat> I know our first two have a little bit higher roster rates than the others. So yeah, we'll just dive right into it. I know I've been, you know, itching to get this one out there. Mason Marchman, Mason Marchman oh, oh. back again. He's plus 17% in the last day, 48% rostered uh, now with the Dallas stars. If you've been listening to our previous episodes off to a great start, three games, five points, three goals, two assists is a plus two on the ice. Three goals on just nine shots, Nick. I have to say, it's feeling like last year wasn't quite a fluke with the Panthers.
1: Yeah, no, not at all. He's got a, definitely a much larger role in Dallas, and he's uh, fulfilling all the expectations that they had for him. And he's playing it at that high level that he played at in Florida. I had to make some sacrifice on my fantasy team to get him. It was uh, him drop? and our. Ter- Who did you drop to get him? I think Kopitar, and I think you have him now. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, I was like, I don't know what you're had- doing there, pal. I had way too many centers, but there's just too much value in Mason Marchman right now. The Dallas sure. Stars are really hot, and I just had to get a piece of him. He plays both left and right wing. Similar right. player to him that whose ownership went up a lot was Arturi and They're both kind of in the same situation. and mm-hmm. I had to make some sacrifices to get him as well. But going back to Mason Marchman, yeah, he's doing really well, playing in the second power play with Sagan and Wyatt Johnston, and on um, the second line with uh, Tyler Sagan and Ty Delandria. And so Mm -hmm. I really like what I see out of him. I caught a little bit of uh, the game against uh, the Stars and the Predators. And uh, Mm -hmm. Dallas just looks like they're very underrated this year. And they're going to be a very, very sneaky team in the Central Division. Yeah, Yeah, they look like they're going to be a sneaky team in the Central Division. The, uh,
0: The Ottinger pick is also looking damn Damn goal. Oh, I bet. Yeah. One goal apiece through three games, one point. Oh, oh, g a a. I will take it. Let's go! I'm. I've been loving that. Someone offered me a a trade this morning for Ottinger, uh Troy Terry, and Thatcher Demko, and I was like, yeah, it's like it's not that bad, really. I mean, mm-hmm. that Thatcher Demko off to a bad start. You, you got to imagine he's going to right the ship, and Troy Terry's off to an excellent start. He was someone that I had drafted, dropped, and then had to pick back up again because I was just like, man, mm-hmm. I. I I can't take this one on the chin. I I got to get back on my roster. So mm-hmm. yeah, Jake Ottinger, Dallas. They're looking good. Mason Marshman looking damn good on that line too, next to Tyler Sagan. Tyler Sagan can't be complaining. That's for sure. Uh, has one power play one power play point. Um, he has a point in every game so far. Very easy add for me. He's still available in forty. Or I'm sorry, in fifty two percent of Yahoo uh, Fantasy Hockey leagues. It's just an easy add for me. Like I I, I don't even feel like. If he were to go on a bad stretch, I would feel like you know eager mm-hmm. to get him off my roster. The playing time is there. He's averaging over 15 minutes a game. He's got a nice schedule coming up uh, on the road actually for the Stars. Going, going mobile, uh, they've got Toronto, Montreal, Ottawa, Boston. I' going to be a great option in all those games. Has Washington at home after that long stint at the end of this month. So very excited for for this week. Uh, he'll have two games this week, I believe, until the 22nd. I believe that's Sunday. Uh, So he's got two more matchups this week. Today's the 18th. So he actually doesn't play until the 20th. And if you're in one of those leagues where he gets a drop just because, you know, someone's looking for active skaters, they're looking for assets. You know, if they're playing from behind and they drop Mason Marchment, definitely, definitely someone you want to keep an eye out for. Uh, Next man up, we've got uh, is playing tonight. uh, Travis Konechny of the Philadelphia Flyers. He is owned and rostered in 37% of Yahoo Fantasy League's plus 13% on the last day have to assume that's from the early ads this week you know getting getting in uh three games this week connect me the 18th the 19th and the 22nd he's got Tampa Bay he's got Florida he's got Nashville all on the road uh 3 points in two games so far um or I'm sorry four points in two games excuse me he has three goals and one assist so four points two games uh really good on the fantasy points 13.8 19.6 I'm not sure what line he's playing on Nick, but it feels like he's a he's a good asset to just throw out there right now. I mean, just based off of the hot start.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. And, yeah, this Flyers team is a very, very, uh, very heavily injured team with guys like Katuri and Atkinson out on offense. And so now mm-hmm. you have a guy like Konechny that's moved up to the line one with Kevin Hayes and Scott Lawton. And, uh, no, I think there's a lot of value in, with him there. This Flyers team is off to a hot start for sure. A lot of people, I don't think, expected the Flyers to come out and you know win their first couple games against some uh, tougher opponents with uh, New Jersey being a growing team and then a solid Canucks team. But they're going to mm-hmm. have a good test tonight up against uh, Tampa Bay in the next few games, actually, with you got the Lightning, the Panthers, and the Preds up next on their schedule. And so it's going to be a really good test to see where he's going to fit in in terms of uh, – going against those good teams and being able to mm-hmm. put up points. But right now I would definitely fire up some Travis Konechny and get him while he can. He's only uh 37% roster and plus 13 in the last day. So he's going by quick. And so mm-hmm. I would definitely get him. And yeah, I just wanted to point out too that John Tortorella coming into this flyers team. I've seen uh, all these videos of them just getting bag skated and mm-hmm. whatnot. And yeah, I think uh, their team definitely has a bright future.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm not, I'm not a Tortorella guy. I think Tortorella's great. Yeah, Good with the eh. media.
0: <laughs> Settle down. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Ellis, Sean Couturier, um, Cam Atkinson. Scores that are that are going to be out for a bit. Atkinson's day-to-day, but Ellis and Couturier, Couturier is, are on the IR. So, yeah, Konechny, I mean, honestly, like when you're looking at the roster, no one really screams like scoring to you. You've got Konechny. You've got, you know, Kevin Hayes, who's all right. He's more of a distributor. Uh, Joel Farabee, James Van Riemsdyk, eh, eh, don't really impress me as like, you know, high end scorers. So, you know, connecting, just kind of, uh, you know, being the guy that's going to shoot the puck a lot for them. I like it. It's worth a nad. I don't know if he's going to be on my roster, you know, season long. I don't know mm-hmm. if he maintains this, but I'd like to grab a piece of him at least while the uh, while the fire is hot. So definitely worth a look, at, in my opinion. Again, 37% uh, percent rostered might be a little bit harder. We're, uh, our roster availability is definitely going to increase here. You're def- we're definitely going to have some uh, some higher numbers here. After a quick break, we're going to hit a word from WinBet, and we'll be right back with uh, more waiver wire ads and fantasy hockey. Uh, thinking of joining WinBet, because now is the perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day, where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to a $1,000. If you're looking to join the WinBet win bet Biggest Winners Club, whoever hits the biggest parlay on WinBet odds-wise gets a $1,000 free bet. WinBet is truly for d-gens only. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com WinBet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1 800 522 4700. All right, and we're back. We're talking waiver wire ads and fantasy hockey. Our next one up is a defenseman for the Boston Bruins number 75 not the cleanest number but he's getting it done. Uh 5% rostered Connor Clifton zero goal zero goals but four assists and a plus 5 on the ice through three games and damn Nick a ton a ton of playing time. He's got to be averaging uh over 23 minutes of of play a night. He had an assist in game 1, assist in game 2 and two assists in game 3. Um two out of the three opponents pretty solid Washington and Florida. Coming away with 6.8, 12.7, and eighteen point eight fantasy points seems like an easy buy with McAvoy out. What do you What do you say?
1: Yeah, this Boston Bruins defense—they're really hurting for sure, losing guys like Matt Grizzlick, Brandon mm-hmm. Carlo, and Charlie McAvoy. So someone has to step up and play a r- larger role. That being Connor Clifton, he's playing really solid as of late. Not seeing any power play time right now, but still seeing, like you said, you know, twenty four minutes a night playing on that second D pair with Derek Forber, and so the ice time is there, the production is there, keep it short and simple, I would definitely get a piece of him. At only 5% roster too, definitely someone I would target, and with a favorable schedule the next couple games with uh, Ottawa and Anaheim coming up, I think mm-hmm. he could definitely get a lot done in those games, and so yeah, definitely get on some Connor Clifton.
0: I like uh, targeting, targeting him on like some uh, daily props as well, like on underdog. If you play some underdog fantasy hockey and you're looking for like a shots on goal, He's got at least 2 in each game so far. So if you're if you're sitting there up against a favorable opponent like his next couple of matchups at Ottawa, at home with Anaheim, uh Minnesota, they ran up the score with uh, the Kings, I believe the other night, wasn't it? Like 7 to 6 or something.
1: Yeah, it was a high scoring affair for sure. Yeah, 7 to right. 6.
0: So so maybe even in that game on Sunday on the 22nd um or if you're just if if underdog isn't giving that option, if they give you like blocks, he's got what Six blocks in three games, so another uh, good stat to target for Connor Clifton just based on the fact that he's going to be on the ice a lot. Uh, Definitely someone you want to go grab right now. Only 5% rostered and plus 5% in the last day, meaning nobody was on him, no pulse at all. All right, next up we have another Boston Bruin, uh, Jake DeBrusque. Uh, He missed one one game. He missed a game against Arizona, so he's only played in two games. First game was kind of a dud. I don't know if he got hurt in that game. He only played 11 minutes. However, in his last game, two goals, one assist, a plus four, five shots on goal in a three-point game against a heavier opponent in the Florida Panthers, albeit it was at home. I feel like this is viable production here. Is this a fade that you're going to buy or pass on?
1: Um, You know, it's a tough pick right now. I would say I'd have to buy. Um, But in the past, I know Jake Debrusque has been very on and off and his production hasn't been consistent. Um, And it's just been very touchy-feely kind of thing. But I think uh, on this line right now, he's on it's going to be different with Pavel Zaka and Patrice Bergeron. And then he's playing on the second power play unit with uh, Felino and Charlie Coyle. And so I think there's definitely a lot of room for production there. Again, sticking with these Boston guys, I like the schedule coming up the next couple games with uh, Ottawa coming up tonight. And then you have uh, Anaheim on Thursday. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think there's definitely a lot of production there for him. So I would definitely. Get on some Jake Debrusque for sure.
0: So, the next guy we have up here is AJ Greer of the Boston Bruins. Who would you rather have, Greer or Debrusque?
1: Debrusque, 100%.
0: Okay. I so think uh, AJ Greer is more of the outlier. He's, he's This isn't necessarily viable production because he has two goals in three games, two assists in three games. The ice time is not as there. Maybe in a deeper league, he's worth a stash. What do you think?
1: Uh, yeah, the ice time is a big thing for me, you know, um, where he put up an assist against Florida. Didn't even play 10 minutes, played nine minutes, 20 seconds. And the uh, brusque, like uh, in that Florida win, he played 18 minutes. And so the ice time, I think, is a big thing for me. But I think if you're in a deeper league and those ad drops are uh, very, very hard to come by, guys, that can just get you quick points and you can dump right away. I think A.J. Greer is definitely the guy for that. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I would definitely take DeBrusque all day. It's just solely for the ice time.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. <clears throat> and that game that uh, DeBrusque was out was the game that Greer kind of went off. Two goals, one assist. So maybe more of a landmine on the waiver wire. You know, somebody do, you know, tread with caution or avoid it, you know, given the, given the cost, you know, pending your situation. Mm-hmm. If you're ahead by 20 or 30 points and he's sitting on the waiver wire, it's not really going to hurt you, you know, to add him and drop him if you have a roster spot. So just know your situation. We don't know yours better than you do. All right. Next up, we have a couple of Los Angeles Kings. First up, we've got Gabriel Vellardi. He has a goal in three out of his, three out of his first four games. Has double digit fantasy points in three out of his first four games, and he is a plus three through four games as well. What say you on Vellardi?
1: Um, I you know Vellardi only ten percent rostered, eight uh, percent in the last day. Um, it's really tough because he's on the third line, but he's getting a lot of minutes. He's on the first power play. But mm-hmm. uh, the schedule is really tough. You've got Nashville, Pittsburgh, and Washington in the next three games on the road, and mm-hmm. so it just makes it a tough call. But I would say I would give him a shot in one of these games if he's available on your waiver wire, and definitely slot him in on your wing. Because yeah, I think uh, the they'll be able, the LA Kings can keep it close, but I don't see them. I don't see them winning two out of those three games. But Mo mm-hmm. already does add a lot of value being in that first power play with Anze Kopitar and Adrian Kempe, and so, yeah, it's a tough, again, like you said, we you guys know your league's better than we do, so I would definitely make a judgment call, but for me, if I had the room, I would definitely bring in uh, Velarde.
0: What do you think about that third line, uh, Velarde, Byfield, is it uh, Kyliev?
1: Yeah, Kyliev.
0: Kyliev, okay. What, mm-hmm. do you, what do you think about them? I mean, Byfield, you know, uh, a younger center in the league, I know he had a lot more hype, you know, when he was being drafted, Kind of feels like a forgotten son right now for the uh, for the L.A. Kings. But he's 3% rostered. He, he's not really doing anything crazy. He's got 7.8, 0, 8.9, and 0 fantasy points through f- four games. But, you know, given his youth, given you know his kind of like greenness to the league, I felt like he's he's played pretty well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like brand new in the league. Hasn't gotten a lot of time. A bigger center. I think he's around 6'4", 6'5". He's a big boy, yeah. Yeah, and so they've got uh, a really young line. I know Kaliev and Velarde, I think, are 22 and 23, respectively. Mm -hmm. I think Byfield's 20, just going off memory. And so, yeah, they got a younger line down there. And so uh, if they're putting up positive production, I think that's pretty solid for an LA Kings third line. And uh, as long as they can fire on all cylinders on all four lines, I think this could be a pretty solid team going down the stretch. As for recently... Uh, two and two on the season with uh, losses to the Golden Knights and the Kraken, but wins mm-hmm. up against the Red Wings and the Wild. And so, right. um, I still think the LA Kings will pull out and pull ahead. But uh, at the time being, they're just kind of one of those bubble teams.
0: So, <clears throat> same type, same type of situation with the with Boston. You see Velardi on the waiver wire, then you also see Alex Iafallo. Both are just ten percent rostered, which is. I mean, honestly, it's it's kind of puzzling to me. I figured that Ayafalo would have a higher ownership rate or a higher roster rate. He's ten percent plus seven across the last day. Velarde is ten percent plus eight percent across the last day. And Ayafalo, you know, he's at least playing on uh, what is it on line two?
1: Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, today Alex Ayafalo was placed on IR with a lower body injury.
0: Oh, okay. Well, that's not ideal then. Yeah. But, so they will uh,
1: miss at least seven days and three games.
0: Okay. Well, ouch. So definitely Velarde. Does, mm-hmm. Do you think that gives him a boost? I didn't see that news for, for I follow. So that's good to know.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that just, uh, <laughs> that just came out at like, uh, 1230 this afternoon. Gotcha, and gotcha, so it was gotcha. just kind of a late thing. Uh, but no, I think, uh, yeah, that definitely gives, uh, Velarde more value. I think, uh, yeah, and mm-hmm. when you get in those situations, kind of like in Boston and in Philly, where you have guys get injured and guys coming out of the lineup, that means guys that are in the lineup have to step up. And I think that Villardi can do that for the LA Kings and your fantasy team. But uh, I think definitely I would keep IAF on your radar when he does come back because mm-hmm. uh, they're saying right now only three games. And so if he's available once he uh, falls off the IR, gets a couple games in, Looks good. I would definitely uh try and get him on your fantasy roster.
0: Yeah, he's already got a low ownership rate. So obviously the injury is not gonna throttle that. If anything, it's gonna decelerate his ad rate or his um his roster rate. So definitely somebody look at, like Nick said here in the uh in the coming weeks or coming week, I should say. Maybe like this Sunday or Monday, you kind of reassess that injury, see what's gonna be available for their schedule that week, and obviously assess your roster. It looks like that will be a pretty good add because I I think Alafala is a great scorer for the Kings. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to be playing on, on line two for sure. You know now that they've added Kevin Fiala, uh, but I feel like he's going to have a you know a rock steady role on on that team. So definitely someone that that I would love to stash on my bench if uh <clears throat> you know if I have the availability to do so. If you're playing in like a, a deeper league where you have more roster spots and you don't have to ki- constantly be playing the waiver games. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to hit a quick word from our uh, sponsors, and we'll be uh, right back after this. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in pick'em contests versus other people for the shot at winning $250,000 plus in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, and earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20x your entry if you hit on all your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and even NASCAR. Sign up now with promo code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com. Or download the app on the app store and get your first deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You don't want to miss out on this.
1: If you're like me and there's a foreign language that you regret not learning at school, it's never too late to start with Babbel. Babbel is a language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. Thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, you can finally learn, finally cross-learning that, new langu- cross-learning that new language off your list. Uh, with Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson so you can start having real-life conversations in a new language in less than three weeks. Other language learning apps use AI for their lessons, but Babbel lessons were created by over 150 language experts and voiced by real native speakers, not computers. Their teaching methods have been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel in addition to lessons. You can access podcasts, games, videos and stories and even live classes. Plus it comes with a 20-day money back guarantee. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com/sgp. That's babbel.com/sgp for up to 55% off your sp- subscription. Babbel, language for life.
0: Donde esta biblioteca? All right. Next up, uh, we've got uh, Nick Ritchie. We're looking at waiver wire ads in fantasy hockey. Uh, Nick Ritchie with the Arizona Coyotes. So, off to a good start. Three goals, three games, has an assist as well. So, four points in three games on a pretty bad team. Uh, however, they did win their last game, luckily, four to two over Toronto. And for reference, Nick, I did stay away from that game. Not because I actually thought, you know, the Coyotes would win. I just didn't want to pick Toronto at like minus 400 and lose. That was pretty much yeah. it. It's just like such a Toronto thing to do. Such a Toronto thing to do. But, Nick Ritchie, what do you, what do you think? Is this a situation where, you know, obviously it's not a good situation team wise? But can he be essentially the shiniest turd in the bunch?
1: You know, it's really hard for me to want to buy in on guys in Arizona. And I don't think just quite yet I'm ready to buy in on Nick Ritchie. They've got a pretty tough schedule coming up, you know, since they're moving into ASU down in Arizona. They're on the road a lot. And so coming up, you got Montreal, Ottawa and Columbus all on the road. And uh, I just don't see <laughs> their
0: <laughs> first six are on the road. My God, Arizona
1: doesn't even want them there. No, they're trying to keep him out as long as possible. And uh, anywho, so I just don't think that there's a lot of upside yet. I would want to uh-huh. see how uh, he does these next couple games. games. Um, I know he did get something going up against Toronto, a better team, but I would want to see how he does against those two Canadian teams. Before I look at getting him possibly in Columbus or uh, back at home, and I'm confident that he would still be available if I wanted to do that because right. he is only two percent rostered right now. But hey, he's getting the minutes uh, on the power play with Travis Boyd and Clayton Keller. But uh, this Arizona roster is just weird. Like a lot of these guys, I don't, either, I, like, I, don't even, I don't even like. I don't even. I don't even know a lot are, of these guys.
0: They it looks like they are in first place. They are ready to compete for Bedard. Like this mm-hmm. team just I'm looking at the lines like I'm like, my goodness.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I don't I mean if if Nick Ritchie wasn't doing this, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't have anyone to look at, period. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. and it's just one of those situations where they're gonna be playing from behind a lot, you know, the other teams are gonna get up, you know, and ahead of them. You might get just be able to land some soft offense, you know, some soft points. Uh, because there's no difference makers on any line. Like no.
1: I mean Clayton uh, Keller, but that's about it.
0: Yeah. I mean, like that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, but you you send Clayton uh, Keller to the Rangers. What's mm-hmm. he gonna do? You know like you you put you put him on a on a, on a good team and he's just gonna be like, you know, like a third line scoring option. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Nick Ritchie on the second line. Yeah, all right, sure. Uh Zach Casey on the third line, yeah, sure. Nick Buke said on the fourth, like eh. These guys are all like you know roster Mm -hmm. bumps. um, A lot of places around the league, other than maybe uh, Keller, like you mentioned. Like Keller, I mean, yeah, you know, he'd he'd be like a a top nine player for sure. But -hmm. it's just like, man, they got nothing. They got a whole lot of nothing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nick Schmaltz is also out apparently. Maybe they're trying to trade him.
1: Yeah, but but no, the weird part about this lineup came to me is like I know almost everything you can know about what's going on in the NHL. I keep up with that pretty tightly. But when I watched Arizona, like a lot of these guys, I don't even know them. That just shows how bad they are. Like, if I don't know their guys, then that means that Christian guys, Fisher. Yeah, like this guy in the third line, Matthias Macelli. I've never seen that guy ever. Macelli. Yeah, Macelli. And then uh, Travis Boyd, I just finally found out about. And yeah, this team. <laughs>
0: I know who Shane Ghostisfair is.
1: <laughs> He's always pretty solid. He put up a good night last night. He's always pretty well, bad. And then so uh, so. yeah, like Dyson Mayo. Like, what a name. Eh.
0: Dyson. Dyson D-Y-S-I-N. Good stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna pass on Nick Ritchie as well. Pretty much the same points that you mentioned. Like, yeah, it's a great start, but he'll always be he'll always be available. Like, you don't have to rush to him. Uh, next up, really nice one, I feel like Connor Sheary uh doing well for the Washington Capitals to start the season. Three goals in his first four games. He's progressively gotten more playing time. I think that he's now. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he overtook Connor Brown on one of those top lines.
1: Uh, right now, he is actually in the fourth line.
0: What? Yeah, I don't know if that's. I don't know if that's correct. I, I felt like when I was watching one of the games the other night, he was he had been mm-hmm. pulled up. But uh, okay, sure. I mean, I know I dropped Connor Brown. He was not. He was not doing it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that they had shaking up the lines but maybe i'm maybe i'm incorrect in that um like i said the ice time has gone up he started with 10 he started with 11 and then his last two games are at 14 minutes apiece. still has three goals in that stretch is this viable enough for you in fantasy
1: um it's hard to tell washington they've been they've been one of the shakier teams lately and i say that as a darcy kemper owner in fantasy and kemper has not been playing the best like uh that six before six to four win uh, last night was a tough one against a Vancouver team that I think they should be better than for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, they took a loss to Toronto, Boston, and these teams that I think they're overall winnable games for the Capitals. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, right now it's just not there for me with Connor Sheary not getting any special teams minutes, being only a fourth liner. However, I think there is some value probably uh, with some prop bets here with Connor Sheary's shots on goal. They seem to be pretty consistent. He went uh two, two, and two, and then mm-hmm. put up four in, against uh the Canucks. And so if there's a prop out there where it's like over one and a half shots on goal, whether it's on FanDuel mm-hmm. or uh, Underdog or wherever, I would definitely get on that. Because, yeah, he's getting those shots and he's being really consistent with that. And so I would definitely hammer uh, any shot on goal props you could get with him.
0: I'm honestly good to Adam in, uh, in fantasy as well, and you just pointed me right to the, to the argument. It's just the shots on goal. Anyone that's getting the puck to the net, like you need to, you need to take a hard look at him, right? And he's doing it with consistency. He still had, you know, two yeah. shots on goal in game one, and he still had two shots on goal in game three. He had, you know, four extra minutes of playing time, right? So I feel like he's moving in a good direction, and he's a trend that I would like to get ahead of before it becomes like, you know just a, a difficult, difficult player to get off of waivers. He's only 1% mm-hmm. rostered right now. Give it another week of production like this he's going to be very difficult to add or uh, obtain. So to me, it's, it's viable uh, because he's scoring, right? Like he's getting the puck right. to the net. That's kind of been his MO. He's not a fourth line type of player. He's not a, he's, he runs it up. He doesn't fill mm-hmm. it in. I don't, I don't, I don't get that. <laughs> um, and that, that's what just kind of puzzles me is because I thought the other night I had saw mm-hmm. that they had, you know, read on the lines. Maybe it's because uh, Kuznetsov is back now. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, I know Kuznetsov's that, back in. Yeah, because he was mm-hmm. out for the first couple of games. So maybe that pushed Shiri down the roster again. I don't know. But I would still prefer to have him on, you know, alongside Kuznetsov rather than, you know, Anthony Mantha. Although Mantha mm-hmm. has been getting the puck to the net himself as well. Uh, or Protoss on the on the third line. But, hey. Mm-hmm. I don't run the lines over there, but I did just, just for, just for reference, I did apply for my NHL credentials. So we'll see what happens. Do Ooh. it for the brand. Yeah. I've applied. They've got my paperwork. We'll see what happens.
1: What, what are these credentials you're speaking of?
0: Oh, I'm, I'm going to go to some games, baby. I'm going to go, I'm going to go to some games rep, represent the brand SJPN. and. Oh, you didn't tell me about this. I didn't. I just did it this morning. I've been meaning to do it. I, uh, I, 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 on the to-do list, you know, check, mm-hmm. check, 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 check away from the to-do list for two weeks. Oh, look, Hey, I have something I need to do. So mm-hmm. yeah, I got it, got it done this morning. We're uh, we're waiting five business days before we can uh, give any updates. We'll see what happens. Fair enough. All right. Let's uh, pivot back to the coyotes. Cause I put, I put a couple of goalies on here and where we may not feel comfortable mm-hmm. starting Nick Ritchie. I don't really know that there's ever a point where we should really be that scared to start their goaltender in Corel uh, Vejmelka. He lets in a lot of goals. I, I I understand. But you know what the coyotes let up? A lot of shots. Are you huh. kidding me? Almost 50 in game one, 47. Mm-hmm. Vejmelka played a back to back, had 37, uh 37 shots, or I'm sorry, 37 saves. He actually had 47 saves uh, in game one where he let in six, but he still Mm -hmm. finished with double-digit fantasy points. So technically, that game was 53 shots. I was just reading the saves. In game two, he had 37 37 saves on 42 shots. And in game three, he got a win. He got a win 26 saves on 28 shots. I'm not banking on those wins to come in the plenty here, but, I mean, 10.2, 7.2, 14.6. I don't think we should be shy about mm-hmm. st- streaming. The key word is streaming Corell Vejmelka. What do you think?
1: You know, it reminds me of a situation last year uh, when Scott Wedgwood played for the Coyotes. He was always my go-to on the waiver wire because he would get so many saves and he would be getting, you know, 8, 10, 12 points a game. And you're in the same scenario with uh, Vimelka here. They're playing a lot of tough opponents, but he's going to get those shots. Believe me, his goals against average of 4.35 is abysmal. But, uh, no, I definitely think uh, he's going to get a lot of those points for saves. Like you said, almost 50 against Pittsburgh. You're looking at almost 40 against Boston. Last night right. was a better night for the team. They only uh, let up 26 shots. But uh, he's going to be their guy this year, and I see him playing probably about – 60 games 55 games because i don't
0: three of three which is kind of surprising to me given the performance of the team
1: Mm -hmm. and while they have uh connor ingram as their backup right now i believe and uh no he's pretty solid and i'm surprised they're not getting him in he looked really good uh with nashville in the playoffs i know they got shelled by that unit of a colorado team but uh yeah i definitely think uh you'd get Connor Ingram in for some starts and uh, see what he can do. Because I know, uh, yeah, outside of Vimalka and uh, Ingram, you got John Gillies who's not going to mm-hmm. do anything. And no. so I think Vimalka is definitely a dark horse on this Arizona team and someone that's definitely look worth taking a look at, especially in a league like ours where you have a minimum uh, goalie starts every week. You have to have three goalie starts. And uh, mm-hmm. the goal I try to establish with that is just to keep everyone active and make sure – Guys are starting their goalies and whatnot. So I definitely think if you need those starts and those points, Vemelka is definitely your guy.
0: And I will say this. There's a huge disclaimer on uh, Vemelka or Vegemelka, whatever. Category leagues, it's going to be damn near difficult to start him because most likely not getting the win. He's really going to hurt your goals against average. The save percentage can be there or it may not be. You'll get the total saves, but one out of four isn't enough so in category mm-hmm. leagues i would say to definitely stay away um, but if you're familiar with the show we you know we typically talk points it's much easier on the conversation you know being able to just compare guys's <clears throat> track record across a month across a week whatever it is a quarter of the season you know that's a great way to just be able to manage your rosters and compare value you know throughout the, throughout the year mm-hmm. all right we have uh stewart skinner here for our last goalie and then we're gonna hit another quick break uh, go into another ad read uh stewart skinner for the edmonton oilers Jack Campbell hasn't looked good. Skinner he's looked good. He's getting the start tonight up against Buffalo. My instincts say that he's going to look good again tonight and then they're probably going to bring back Campbell for, you know, Carolina St. Louis, Pittsburgh. Maybe Skinner can get one of those games, but Skinner came in for relief in the Calgary game uh, and game two made 31 saves, let up no goals. The team still lost, uh, but he was able to get, you know, give them that fighting chance. Do you see Skinner as a buy candidate going forward? He's only 25% rostered on Yahoo platforms, 17% across the last day. People are catching wind on this. Are you willing to, uh, you know, to ride the wave now early?
1: Yeah, I could definitely get uh, some action on Stewie for sure. Jack Campbell, looked uh terrible like you said against uh calgary i had the displeasure of watching that game and just seeing uh what he put up and uh yeah stewart skinner came in 31 saves looked pretty solid i think uh this is just one of those situations i wouldn't drop campbell right away but i think it's just going to take some time for uh these teams to get going for sure and i think uh once uh campbell gets going i see this being a very viable tandem with Campbell and uh, Stuart Skinner. And whenever Stuart Skinner can get a start, you get him in. Because he even looked good last year when he played. And so I would definitely uh, get all over Mr. Skinner.
0: Yeah, I, I like it. Campbell wasn't hasn't looked great. And even in the beginning of that Vancouver game that he won – I believe they were down three, nothing pretty mm-hmm. quick. So yeah, yeah Mr. Mm-hmm. Mr. Campbell, not so uh, uh, familiar yet with the the Oilers or Edmonton in game two. He was a minus 7.8. Wow. Four goals against uh, only seven saves. So four goals against 11 shots. Bad, bad, bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he cannot not right write the ship, Stuart Skinner is going to be a massive land for you off the waiver wire. Uh, what he was able to do, you know, Coming off of the bench, not even being you know fully prepped for the game, like mm-hmm. you have to really like what we saw there. And again, they were able to rally in that game. wasn't enough; they still lost. Again, Calgary, very good team, but I think you like what you see from Skinner versus Campbell so far is who passed and who failed the eye test. De- definitely Skinner in favor, for sure. All right, uh, last word from our sponsors here, and then we're going to come back and we're going to actually review uh, some drop candidates. Like, are we dropping these guys? Are we going to ride them out? Um, You know, some players that you may have spent some real capital on in your draft, you know, but aren't bringing it home just yet. So we'll be right back after this. If you watch Fubo, you... (laughs) If you watch football, you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you the complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone plus games in 4K with no extra charge. Over a hundred channels of live sports and sports and entertainment for only a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based DVR. Plus, there's no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try FUBO TV for free for seven days and get fifteen percent off your first month. Just go to fubotv.com/sgp. That's fubotv.com/s g p
1: we're also brought to you by odds trader now you might ask what is odds trader odds trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books you can also compare the different signup codes and promotions from sports books to get the best deal the app provides player statistics key game stats injury report and projected game day weather for bettors to make the most informed bets possible it is also a bet tracker so bettors can keep records of all your games and betting activity Some other key points, uh, they have handicapping, play-by-play updates, live scores and bet tracking, player statistics, key game statistics, again, projected game day weather. Bet tracker allows you to keep records of all your games and betting activity. Go to oddstrader.com backslash blue wire. Oddstrader, the number one site for all your game day bets.
0: All right, and we're back. We're talking fantasy hockey. We are now jumping into the droppable candidates. Are we hanging on to them? Are they hitting the waiver wire? What's going on? First man up, Ryan Hartman. He has been dropped 800, 1,869 times in Yahoo Fantasy Leagues, still rostered at a 54, 54% rate. Are you dropping? Are you holding? What are you doing with Hartman?
1: He was uh, probably Hart- like
0: a 6th or 7th round pick in your fantasy draft.
1: Mm-hmm. Hartman's a really tricky one because we've seen him last year. I remember he was a very, uh, very good friend of the show last year with his shots yep. on goal. And uh, I think, you know, it's hard to tell playing over in Minnesota. I, I would definitely say he's someone I uh, would cut for sure right now. Um, I'm, I'm not as much of a fan of the second line in Minnesota with Marcus Felino and uh, Ryan Joel Ericsnack and Ryan Hartman. I think you should definitely have uh, Matt Boldy on that line and have a guy like Ryan Hartman Playing with uh, Frederick Goudreau on the third line. And uh, yeah, his production just isn't there right now. Um, yeah, negative four against the Rangers. And uh, yeah, this Minnesota team is just off to a slow start. So Ooh. definitely I would uh, want to wait before I invest capital again in Reinhardt. So this is
0: actually a shakeup here, Nick, because, and I don't know when this happened, if it, it could have happened after any one of these games, because they've let in, what is it, 20 goals through mm-hmm. three games? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Seven, seven, and six. Oh my yeah. gosh! So, he was on the top line with Zuc- with Zuccarello and Kaprizov. They've got mm-hmm. Tyson Yost up there right now. They are not happy with Ryan Hartman. Oh no! They no. They that's mm-hmm. how they started the season with was with Hartman on line one. So going down to Erickson Eck and Felino, like oh, that. That if anything, that would bring down his upside because mm-hmm. the minutes of play and playing with a one talent on your left and right side, like that's that's a good situation. Mm-hmm. I don't like him playing up the right side of the ice, just being a winger. Let me see mm. if he's still on the power play. God, I imagine he is. He yeah, is on, not.
1: He, they he's on been power there. play, too.
0: Yeah, but again, power mm. play, too. Like, there's there's a difference, you know. Mm. Uh, Kaprizov, Matt Boldy, Matt Zuccarello. Yeah, Eric Sinek is on, on the first, first unit. But, you know, Frederick Goudreau, Goudreau Felino, Like, I, I feel like this is one of those <laughs> situations, and you and I talk about it a lot, where – they're going to overload the minutes on the, of the power play to the first first group. Oh, for sure. I mean, I, I liked seeing Matthew Dumba um, and Spurgeon on that on that second unit, but you can swap those out at any time. Like, defense isn't the same. I mean, obviously it's different when you have your, like, star shooter at the point. That's, like, the thing to do now for rotations and offensive possession with, you know, K- Kaprizov back there. But, yeah, I, I don't like this situation for Hartman. I feel like I'm good to drop him because, I, you know, if, if you were a listener last year, you would have heard us say, I don't know, numerous times that we felt like his play was great, but seems like a flash. Could be a mm-hmm. flash in the pan. Could be a, a one-hit wonder. He's looked good on always you know, getting the puck to the net. He's got, uh, what is it, ten, 10 shots on goal through three games. That's that's what Ryan Hartman does. But he's mm-hmm. o- also plays good two-way hockey. Plays good defense. No one in the Wild is doing that right now. He's been demoted. I feel like we can do the same thing. Like I feel like we should feel safe to do so. Um, and because he still has, <clears throat> you know a coin flip availability is only at 54% rostered. I think that, you know, he could wind up being uh, available for you if he were to turn it around for sure. All right. Next one up. I spent some draft capital on this guy, Jacob Slavin of the Carolina hurricanes, just one point through three games playing a lot of minutes, but not getting the puck to the net, no power play points. I figured things were going to be gravy playing alongside Burnsy, but doesn't look like that's the case. Uh, I also dropped Burns. I, I dropped the whole pair. They haven't really done anything. Uh, are you going to drop Slavin uh, and Burns, I guess, for that matter as well?
1: Um, yeah, it's a, one of those situations where I've always said like there's more value playing on a good team. But right now, I'm not seeing much value in uh, Jacob Slavin and or Brent Burns at the moment. While they are getting the minutes and whatever, and they are uh, playing on a good team with Carolina, Yeah, this mm-hmm. deep pair just isn't getting it done right now from the fantasy side. On the ice, they're probably getting it done, you know, getting the good stick lifts and poke checks. But at the end of the day, those don't count in fancy hockey. We don't have a whole category for poke checks. And uh, <laughs> <I wish laughs> no, yeah, they're uh, Carolina is playing solid, but uh, I would like to see uh, more offense from this uh, defensive pair. I know only one assist and a plus one with two shots on goal for Jacob Slavin in the first three games, mm. and uh, those are numbers I would want to see from a guy in one game. And while you're not playing the hardest opponents uh, with Columbus, San Jose, and Seattle, I think mm-hmm. it, their numbers are going to decline even more going on a Canadian road trip with uh, Edmonton, Calgary, and Vancouver. And so, yeah, I would definitely uh, drop these guys and get someone else in for sure.
0: Agreed. Next man up, we've got Mark andre Fleury. Do you know how many fantasy points Mark andre Fleury has this season?
1: I do not. It's got to be in the negatives. He hasn't even hit zero. He hasn't oh. even hit
0: one fantasy point. Minus four point two. Minus negative six. What? He has yeah. seven goals. Nick, seven goals against out of out of uh, thirty four shots. Or no, I'm sorry, thirty five shots. Wow. Wow. Game two, four goals against on fourteen shots. He's owned at a ninety-five percent rate. What are you doing with Marc-Andre Fleury? You can't, I mean, you can't outright drop him. I mean, can you sell him at this point? I feel like you just got to eat this for another couple of weeks before he does something and you can move him. No one's gonna like, would you buy him right now? Would you buy Fleury?
1: Uh if he was available, absolutely not. I would not huh? if if he was on the waiver wire, I would not want him right now at all. No, I, what against... I mean
0: is, what I mean is like going out and trading for him because he's not going to be on the waiver wire. He's ninety-five percent rostered. No one's mm. just going to outright drop him from the start. But mm. are you willing to spend your roster capital? Are you willing to trade for him because his stock is so low?
1: No. Um, okay. <laughs> the those the numbers right now, I don't think I've really never really seen these numbers. Maybe out of like a echl goalie that comes up in a situation of all your goalies are hurt but you're looking zero wins and 837 goals against average and a 77 save percentage like that's just terrible and i don't think it's going to be a thing for the whole year minnesota they'll come around and they'll uh succeed but i think right now you would definitely want to look at guys like we talked about like stewart skinner and karel vamelka that can help fill the void, get some points, and kind of offset this a little bit until he gets going again. Because I don't think there's enough uh, capital to try and move him yet to another Mm -hmm. team in your league. And I also don't think – I think there's too much to try Mm -hmm. and drop him. And so it puts you in a weird spot. If it were my team, I would hold on to him and just uh, put him in a bench spot and definitely try and get some other goalies in your rotation to offset his just god-awful play.
0: Would you trade uh, Troy Terry for him straight up?
1: Troy Terry for Mark Andre Fleury, straight up. Hmm, that's an interesting one because I know Anaheim they're they're putting the puck in the back of the net. I know they had uh what four last night. When you look at uh ter- yeah, I would definitely.
0: Terry's got if- three goals, three assists. He's a plus two. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm, I mean like that that type of performance still feels flashy. I mean, obviously he scored a lot last season, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: I, I don't know. Like I feel like some of these some of these uh, guys that have performed well so far, you might be able to get a swap, and Fleury could be you know a great late season hold. Where mm-hmm. I, I I don't know, I I just can't imagine the Wild, you know, continuing this type of pace i mean yeah there could be some nights where it hurts you but i told you i was able to pick up troy terry back up from the waiver wire right like Mm -hmm. i feel like with offense there's always going to be offense around so i feel Mm -hmm. like i don't know i I might be interested to buy him because of the fact that the cost will never be lower than this um let me throw out another another name or two what about uh nick suzuki that seems like a home run
1: nick suzuki uh yeah i think that seems a little more even there Suzuki, he's getting a decent amount of uh, time in Montreal. And uh, he's had a couple of good games in there. Definitely someone I don't think is going to be, you know, a top, like, point-a-game goal scorer all year. And so Mm -hmm. I definitely think, you know, mid-value capital for lower value. With Fleury, I definitely think that that's a good move for sure to try and get Marc-Andre Fleury and increase Mm -hmm. the depth of your goaltending. Because I think for a lot of these teams, uh, you just got to get out of the month of October I think a lot of these teams get the October jitters. And then once you get out of October, a lot of these teams start to take shape. I remember the last couple of years in the month of October, the Buffalo Sabres just always came out like a unit and they looked like they were just going to run it up and run the show at the end of October. Then they come back to, uh, come back to reality. And so I think you're going to have another situation like that in Minnesota, however, the other way around. And so, yeah, I think you turn it around, but I definitely think there is some, uh, lower end capital available to try and trade for Marc-Andre Fleury.
0: I agree. I think that you could get some guys that are off to a hot start, flip them for a goalie like Fleury, who will be reliable for you down the stretch of the season. You may have to eat some of that crow from now until the end of October, but I feel like, again, the the wild will right the ship. This type of poor play won't be consistent season long. Um, sure. Just a quick sh- shout out to me and Nick is uh, the two point leaders right now in fantasy hockey are Mika Zabanajad and Artemi Panarin. We were banging those drums in our underdog drafts like crazy to start this season. So mm-hmm. feeling pretty good about that. Give yourself a little tap on the back there, Nick. Feeling, feeling, feeling pretty good.
1: Yeah. What's uh, driving me nuts with that, though, is uh, I have Artemi Panarin, and the person I'm playing this week has uh, Mika Zibinijad. True. And those two just went back and forth last night. Zabinajad 34 points. Panarin, 24 points. And, mm-hmm. yeah, the person I also have I'm playing against has uh, McDavid, too. So McDavid and nice. Zabinajad. Is a very lethal combination, and I know a, this. This is one of the first years in a while you haven't had Jad.
0: Well, I I do because that's what I was just about to say. Is I in my mm-hmm. category leave, league, I have mm-hmm. him. The, I don't know what it is. His ADP. I don't know what Yahoo is doing or Underdog. Like they had his mm-hmm. ADP down in the thirties. You, if you go and you look at our drafts from the past couple of seasons, I'm taking him in the first or the second round. Mm-hmm. So I don't yeah. I don't know what happened with the uh, the big brains over there at the Underdog and Yahoo Analytics, but. Yeah, they messed up because I have Connor mm-hmm. McDavid and Zibanejad on a category-based team. Uh, mm-hmm. Also with Pasternak. Also with uh, Nishushkin, who's a top scorer in the league uh, right now. And Jake Ottinger, the best goalie. Uh, I, I did draft Jeff, Jack Campbell to that team. But, you know, it's balanced. Balanced. <laughs> Jack Campbell, Jake Ottinger. balance. Mm-hmm. Let's go. All right. A couple more here, and then we're going to head out. Uh, who do we got? I uh, just had the name circled. Where did you go? Where did you go? Where did you go? Lucas Raymond. Owned at 77% uh, roster rate on Yahoo, just two assists so far th- through the first three games. Feels like we can cut bait on him. What do you, what,
1: what do you say? Uh, I mean, he's uh, one of those younger guys, and so I don't think he's necessarily uh, gotten uh, his feet under him in the league yet. And so I definitely think you can cut ties with Lucas Raymond for sure. But um, yeah, the ice time is there, I will say, though, at uh, 19 minutes and 22 minutes a night. And, and uh, Detroit's not doing too bad. And they, are fa- they do have a favorable uh, few games coming up with uh, Chicago, Anaheim, and New Jersey. And so I think uh, you kill it, cut ties with them. But at the same time, it's really hard to because I think there's a lot of opportunity for production with this uh, favorable schedule coming up.
0: Absolutely. And then the last one here, uh, Tavo Taravainen, 92% rostered. He's got one assist. He's doing nothing.
1: This is tough because this is one of my boys. I invested uh, a lot of draft capital into uh, Taravainen, and I'm really disappointed. And it's really hard for me because I'm in this tight matchup this week. I only have about a 40-point lead. And I only have three skater games tonight with Shabbat, Dushane, and Victor Hedman, and I picked up Carter Hart to uh, tend the goal tonight. Mm. And so it's just, it was very hard, and because I want to drop a lot of these guys and get some games going for sure, but it was really mm. hard. So I figured I might just have to stand down tonight because I'm Tavo was definitely one of those guys on the list of guys that are you know in a situation where I could drop them. But uh, I just can't right now. I think there's too much upside playing on that top six in Carolina. And, uh, yeah, it was a really tough call. But I want to hold on to him till at least the end of the month because they do have a lot of games coming up here. From the 20th to the 29th, You got one, two, three, five games in that span. And so definitely a lot of hockey for Carolina, which is a big upside for him. And Mm -hmm. so, uh, yeah, for that reason, I'd hang on to him.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's not a player you can necessarily drop. I mean, the the ownership rate is really high. But – I would maybe try to look at something to, to move them. You know, if, if mm-hmm. you could get an early trade, maybe include him in a, in a piece that's maybe flashing Um, some of those guys that we mentioned already, like a, like a mm-hmm. Terry or uh Brian Rust, some, somebody like mm-hmm. that, you know, someone who's just, you know, come out of the gate, they're, they're, they're surgeon. Um, I feel like those two paired for, you know, another reliable mm-hmm. piece. It could be a nice little swap for you down the stretch, but uh, concerning play, definitely concerning level of play. I would not hold on to that type of production, uh, for too much longer. I, I don't mm-hmm. think that you're going to be able to survive with that, uh, unless, you know, literally everyone else on your roster, uh, is firing on all cylinders. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: all right, well, that's the, uh, the show for the day. You got anything to share
1: with the folks before we head out, bud? Uh, yeah. Check me out on Facebook or Twitter based <laughs> off of those cover fantasy hockey content and uh, hockey t- content in general. And uh, give ONU Tigers Hockey a follow on Twitter. Follow me in my college hockey journey and see where that takes me. Uh, we got Bradley University this weekend, and it's going to be a tough one. We're running nine skaters this weekend oh, yeah, uh, yeah. due to some injuries. And so, uh, yeah, I'm making the switch back to offense after starting the year on defense. And so we're running two lines and uh, three defensemen. So it's definitely uh, going to be pretty a pretty hard game. But, you know. Run them up, fill them in.
0: If you can't run them up, fill them in.
1: Yeah, so if you can't win, don't play. Lumber.
0: Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> all right, right on. You can follow me on Twitter at SGPNJB. Be sure to follow the at gambling podcast group on Twitter as well. They've got all the good stuff, uh, letting us talk some fantasy hockey. And, of course, they've got all the other you know good gambling content as well. Be sure to follow the NHL gambling podcast. Uh, take care. Be well. Be good. If you can't be good. Be good at it. We'll see you.